Welcome to Hoops Coaching A to Z with Coach Terry Canova. This is a deep dive into everything coaching. Join my husband and his coaching friends from around the country as they explore the ins and outs of their profession. Big thanks to everyone who's contributed to making this podcast a huge success in its first year, reaching over 14 countries. Please continue to help the podcast grow by subscribing, leaving a five-star comment, and sharing it with your friends. Here you go, sweetie. I think you can take it from here. All right, guys. Welcome this week. Uh, this week's episode, I've got the first-year head coach at Mississippi State, uh, Coach Sam Purcell. Spent the last nine years at Louisville, and uh, if you if you watch women's hoops, you know that that is one of the best programs in the country. Uh, I had the pleasure of getting to meet Coach a few days ago, and uh, outstanding staff. Uh, man, I, you really guys are really really going to enjoy this episode. Uh, let's welcome Coach Sam Purcell. What's up, Coach? Hey, hey, Terry. Thank you. Appreciate you having me, man. Man, I am uh, I am honored to have you. You know, with this podcast, it's it's normally me for thirty minutes uh, chatting with with old coaching buddies. I'm excited because I, I got a new coaching buddy that I've just gotten to meet and and uh, got to watch you guys work a little bit. So so welcome, my man. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And and like you said, it's you know I'm a when I took the job, I told everybody life for me is about relationships. And it's awesome how we were able to cross paths. So, you know, to give our viewers a little backstory, uh, we just had fall break last weekend. So I wanted to do something more than just basketball. I wanted to get my kids out of Starkville where it had been easy just to stay here. Um, but you know what? I said, you know, we're close to the beach. So let's, let's head on down to Destin. Let's do three days of practice down there. There was no football game weekend, so my kids weren't mad at me that we left an awesome football game and, and start Vegas. Uh, but along the way, I said, let's let's break this trip up and uh, and and practice somewhere and get a nice you know bite to eat for lunch. And we get on Google, and it's it's funny how fate works out and life works out. And you're the school that pulls up. So uh, we had I appreciate you letting us practice, and then most importantly, us get to talk. And now look at us here we are. Yeah, well, well, look now. So, uh, we we go we gonna talk about your background. We are gonna talk about Mississippi State women's basketball. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. I had Coach Craig Kennedy, who uh, who 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 knew you when you were a young whippersnapper, and uh, Craig is an old friend of mine. And I asked Craig, I said, "Hey, tell me about Coach Purcell from back in the day." And so this this is a quote from Coach uh, Craig Kennedy, the coach at uh, Spring Hill College. He said. Yeah. Uh, he had this great positive attitude and energy. He made others around him better because he brought such positivity. I knew he would be successful at whatever he did. And at the time in his life, I didn't know that his goal was to be a head coach, but I knew he would be great at whatever he chose to do. So so, so talk about that a little bit. I know it was a long time ago, Coach. What was your thought process at that time at Auburn? Man, so listen, this is funny you bring this up because this is a great story. So for me, I always grew up in Dalton, Georgia, knowing I wanted to get into college coaching one day. Uh, but first, I wanted to ride that wave. I played basketball, and I was like, man, let's see how far this goes. Um, I, I played, finished up. I didn't have D1 offers, so I went to a junior college at, at Southern Union in Wadley, Alabama. Small town with no red lights. Uh, <laughs> but the reason I went there is they had five guys that went Division One. Before I got there. So I just assumed I'm a young kid. This is, again, coach, before Twitter, 
right? right? And where you like today's justification for today's youth. Uh, I just assume that, man, they're just producing over there. And that's going to help me get there. I just didn't realize those were elite athletes that just needed better grades. So, <laughs> you know, I go there and have two years and no D1 offers. I had the chance to go D2, but I was like, I've always been wired. I want to be the best of the best. And that's been my motivation. And so uh, it's ironic when I get done at Southern Union, Southern Union is the feeder school to Auburn University. Okay. So I'm like, wow. All right. I'm going to look at Auburn. Auburn men's basketball at the time, and this is 2000, was the number one program in the country. Cliff Ellis was the head coach. I found this out because I went to a gas station coach. And, and on Auburn was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So I'm a man of faith. So I just thought right away, God, this is God talking to me. Like, listen, we sent you to Wiley, which I was going, why am I in Wiley, Alabama, with no red lights? It's a small town. Ain't nobody see me. There ain't nobody but 200 people here. Uh, but then it's like, man, Lord, you were talking to me. I need to be going to Auburn. I, and I promise you, that's what I really thought. So I called the head coach at Cliff Ellis. And I said, Cliff, I told him my story. He's like, I love it. Well, name you a student assistant. All right. We'll have to work you up in this business. You got to work really hard, but we'll create a position for you. I said, perfect. So I talked to my parents, which I'm out of state coach in Georgia. Okay. And I had no money. Uh, and so I was like, coach, you got to pay me so I can pay for this tuition. He's like, we'll get it done. Well, three weeks before school starts, uh, he calls me back and says, hey, the senior manager's returning. So the money that we're paying everybody, it's a trickle order. We can't pay as much as we promised. And I said, "Uh uh-oh, coach, that's a problem because I don't come from money. So I'm already enrolled in school. My mama don't play. She was like, you're going, but you got to figure this out. And I'm like, well, my dream was to be a basketball coach. So now what? So I get there and I swear this is a true story. I take a job as a telemarketer selling vacuum cleaners. All right. Which is funny how that works in my profession now. Right. And then I also got a side job at the Gap because I love clothes. (laughs) I was hustling and I was single at the time, too. I went stupid. All right. So that's the best way to meet people. And it was awesome. And then one day a flyer was on the on on the bus route because I took the bus to school at college uh, and technology was coming into sports and they wanted a video coordinator. And, and it was for women's basketball. And I was like, man, some of the girls are in my class. I was like, I love those girls. They're cool. And I was like, so I call it up. And guess who was in charge of hiring the video coordinator? Craig Kennedy. Nice. So I go to Craig and they're trying to find some young college dude who'll do all, because this is when it was going from VHS tape to a digital platform. And so I was like, man, I'll learn. And so they gave me a great opportunity. Craig, along with Joe, uh, Joe Champion, who now is my father-in-law, uh, Kelly Jolly Harper, who's, you know, the head coach of Tennessee was on staff. She was in charge of me. She was coaching me up on the practice team, you know. Uh, so I'm going to tell her, you know, she, she gave me the wrong size shoes. So I'm going to bust her chops when we play her this year at Tennessee. Uh, and let her have it, you know, because um, she makes a little bit more money. So maybe she could buy me the right size shoe. But uh, <laughs> but it's funny how, you know, like Craig, especially uh, he, you know, it's funny that he looks at me as, you know, someone which I am. I take pride in being those qualities. But it's also and this is what I said when I got the job. It's the people that have touched me in my life. And coaches, you know, this is why we do to make an impact on young people so that they can fulfill their dreams when those moments happen later in life. And, and Craig is a big part of that. 
Yeah, you know, Craig and I go back. Uh, it's funny how how you kind of crisscross. I was either at Nichols or ULM, and we went over there. And uh, Coach Champ, he was the coach at the time, and totally beat the ever living poo poo out of us. Uh, uh, and uh, and 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 I've and I've just known him forever. So you you may have been there at the time. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so. Something just popped in when you're talking about being a student manager and you're talking about Coach Ellis. Does the name Jimbo Tolbert ring a bell to you? Jimbo. Uh, he was Jimbo Tolbert. No, uh, well, Jimbo. There's a lot of Jimbos in Alabama now, Coach. Was he at Auburn and maybe was like a walk-on or maybe a student uh, manager or something for the men's team under Cliff, uh, Cliff Ellis? He could have been. He could have been. There's so many, Coach. Yeah, Look, yeah. The men's side, as you know, the women's side, they're, they, they've got – 20, 20 hundred people, and then the women got two. <laughs> the budgets are a lot different, as you know, in college, coach. I was yeah. so hard working in that film room, I didn't have time to make relationships then. <laughs> I hear you. I, well, so, so you're talking about relationships and talking about some of the people you worked under. I mean, again, you mentioned Joe Champy. Uh, I, I want to kind of go through uh, a couple of these. Uh, first, first with Coach Champy. What, what were some of the things that stuck out to you that you think made uh, Coach Champy so successful? Well, I think first and foremost, it's his background. Uh, a lot of people don't know he was the first female head coach at Army, which is awesome. Yeah, that's back when he was there with Bobby Knight, Coach K, uh, some of those documentaries that come out on ESPN right now. I mean, he, he got to – he was about that life. And so he was at Army – then he gets, obviously, the head coaching job at Auburn. So that Army foundation and, you know, coming and bringing that mindset of today's college student athlete, you think you have stress? Imagine the people that I just got done with at the Army that are, you know, you know sacrificing their lives day in and day out for our country. They got stress. You don't. But also that mental toughness that it takes to be a cadet – he brought with him in his coaching style, and that's what made him so good is because he was a hard coach back in the day, but also he was a great teacher with great vision and perspective. So that's what I think made him so elite during that time period. Good, good, good stuff. Now, the next one. Now, this is near and dear to my heart. Um, I was I went to school at Louisiana Tech. I worked Coach Barmore's camps for 10 years. <laughs> coach, coach Nell Fortner. Let's talk about Coach Fortner. Oh, man. Listen, so that was the coolest thing. It's like, again, I, I say it all the time. It's funny how God throws things in your life and how things happen for where I'm at now. So you got to imagine, I, I got on the back end with Joe Champy, right, in his Hall of Fame career, 25 years at Auburn. So I'm on his back end when he retires. Nell Fortner comes in, and I'm in grad school, and I'm like, uh-oh, like every college program, usually everybody's wiped out. They want a whole clean staff, but Nail heard what a great job I did and how invested I was in the young women. And she took a leap of faith and kept me on staff. Because again, if she doesn't do that, am I here today? Right? Like, I don't know. Right? right? So for her to keep me on staff and, uh, you know, especially Joe wasn't leaving, uh, was huge for her. It speaks volumes about her, but it was cool to see how the same program I worked and how two different people went about it. Yeah. And Nell Fortner's greatest gift is she could sell water like I ain't never seen. <laughs> like she's a visionary. Uh, there's a reason she was our head coach for USA basketball. There's a spirit about her that we all know that you can't help but love. Um, and she's just a great person. 
Um, and I'm forever grateful again for the opportunity she gave me. And it's cool to see her journey. And then now at Georgia Tech, uh, you know, there's a reason that they're back in the NCAA tournaments because she's a winner. Yeah, she, she she's one I, I haven't spoken to in years. And and uh, and she she may not remember me from anybody, but I need to reach out to her and, and find some time to get her on here because she would be a wonderful guest to, to have here with us uh, for sure. And so now let's go to Louisville, man. Uh, Coach Walls at Louisville. I mean, what a tremendous, tremendous program. Uh, I put them in the category of elite programs in women's basketball in the country. I know you spent nine years there and, and again, you know, worked your way up and, and, and became, I believe, associate head coach there for a minute. Uh, tell, tell me yeah. about your stay there and, and what you learned from uh, Coach Walls there. Well, again, it's funny how the good Lord works. So, you know, nine, well, 10 years ago, that's when conference realignment was going crazy, even more than it still is now. It's funny when you look at college athletics over the last 10 years, how what one school used to be in one conference and one is another that you already forgot. So 10 years ago, Louisville was moving into the ACC. So the reason I got that job was Cam Neubauer uh, went left Georgia and went to Louisville for one year. He went, they went to the final four that year. Cam was offered the Belmont job in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And so Jeff lost his assistant. Well, when him moving into the ACC, he wanted somebody with Southeast ties, somebody that was excellent in scouting and recruiting, a uh, high energy guy, uh, knew the climate down there in the Southeast now that we're moving there because they were in the Big East right. prior to the ACC um, and uh, brought some similar things like Cam. And so I, I checked all the boxes. It was the right fit at the right time. Um, and when I got there, and, and I tell people all the time, what makes Jeff Walls so successful is how he manages people. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He has the greatest gifts of taking whatever comes in his program and not staying within the book. That he changes the chapters, he changes the road, he changes the narrative based on what he has. But ultimately, the end goal of all those destinations lead to championship behavior. Yeah. And, and it's awesome to watch. And so for nine years, I watched him have success. Now, again, you got to understand when I came in, they were already a successful program. Yeah. So I think sometimes the million dollar question for people is, is it harder to build a program to have success or is it harder to have a program maintain success? Right. That's a that that's a. That's an interesting, you know, perspective. So for me, we, you know, we, we maintain success and that wasn't easy, right? How do you keep people hungry? How do you continue to go after the best of the best and keep this thing rolling with expectations that are very high? Um, and I was very proud to be a part of his program. And again, just watch how he worked. And again, his management style, not only for his players, but his assistants is reason why I have this job today. Because he gave me a lot of responsibility and allowed me to grow in that nine years where when I was named the head coach at Mississippi State, I can honestly say it was an easy transition because what was given on my plate at Louisville. So I'm forever grateful for him. Uh, but outside of basketball, one thing I, I hate that people don't talk enough about Jeff Walls is who he is as a man. Um, he sets the tone because he's a family man. He would challenge me and be like, why are you in the office? Right. I was that young, hungry assistant. He was like, why are you here at 630? Get home. Um, and, you know, when we have moments bringing my kids to practice where some environments, it's not like that. Like some coaches can't handle distraction. But for him, it was like, man, 
if our players see how happy and healthy it is, but also that you're a person too, and you've got struggles, then our kids can understand who we are as people. Um, and that part to me, I'm forever grateful because there's so many stories of people in our profession who are divorced or have regret for not having a relationship with your kids and for Jeff to work as hard as he does, but also maintain that other balance of life, uh, it has saved, you know, my marriage and my family and, and how I look, what I want for my staff now here at Mississippi State. Well, I, I tell you, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that, that unfortunately went through that path and, and, uh, you know, life is, life is great now, you know, and, and, and my, my ex-wife is, is, is remarried and, and my daughters are, are happy and healthy and, and I'm remarried and things are amazing, but, but you're right, man, it, it's hard. And, and you, you know, when you guys came through here last week, it was really cool to meet your three girls and, and uh, you know, one of them's a golfer and one of them's, a, you know, a, a, yeah, a gymnast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so, um, you know, it, it's really cool. And I think that's so important. And, 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 and I'll tell you, you know, I do have some regrets about, you know, not being able to spend more time with, with mine when they were that age, you know, and, and, uh, you know, thankful that things worked out as they did, but man, that, that's big time to, to be able to do that. And I loved seeing, seeing that with your program, something, something I noticed you guys watching, watching video, and, yeah. and and one of your girls is snuggled up next to one of your players, man. That 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 is so special, man. It's so cool, so cool. It is, it is, because I think a lot of people throw words out there and they say family, and you know, but what what really is family, right? So for me to have my family a part of this, and then my players who are like my daughters, if you really think about it, at the end of the day, because I'm trying to raise them and help them be better, we're all truly one big family. So that's the beauty of this sport and the opportunity it brings, not only for me but for you know my children. Yeah, yeah. For those of you listening, uh, you just heard a bell. We are we are doing this at school, and this isn't the Joe Rogan podcast, so we <laughs> so we might have some uh, we might have some glitches here and there. But uh, I'm with Coach uh, Purcell from uh, from Mississippi State. Yeah, and 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 yeah, just that family stuff is really really good. Uh, before we start talking about your, your current team, Coach, we got a lot of young coaches that listen and. and and, and one of the things that, that I've admired learning about you and learning about your story is you weren't one of these guys that played in the league and you know, this or that, or, you know, uh, you know, your, your, your pops wasn't uh, Adolph Rupp, you know, right. you, came, you came in on the ground level and you grinded your way. And, and now you're the head coach at Mississippi state. I think it, what it does, man, it gives those guys and girls out there that, that, like like us, that it, it gives it gives them hope to say, you know what, if I put in the time and I build the relationships and, and I wait and I have patience, I can get somewhere. Any any other advice you want to give to some of these young coaches, maybe looking to be a head coach or just a college coach in general? Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, it's like the questions I ask my players. Do you like basketball or do you love basketball? Right. I think first of all, you got to be real with yourself. If you love it then any job that's given to you, right, own it. Like, it's 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 the best thing that's ever on your plate. If it's cleaning the floors, man, clean them floors like you ain't never cleaned those floors. Like me, if you're given a video room and I had, <laughs> I had no experience with a computer, I was going to learn that like the back of my hand. Because you know what? They opened the door, and my mindset was now let's kick it. Let's kick that thing wide open. And then when I did a great job with video, next thing you know, I was given a job as an assistant coach, okay? 
And again, at the time, I'm a young assistant, a mid-major. I didn't know who from what. I'm going to share this story just so people can understand, because a lot of people think, oh, man, you know, it's easy and you're not, you know, you made it because you never made mistakes. I've made plenty of mistakes. My first recruiting story I'm going to share with you. My head coach at the time, Charlene Thomas Swenson, comes in the office. This is the post player I'm looking for. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm that hungry young assistant. I'm writing notes down. I want this kid to be able to sprint the floor. Okay, sprint the floor. I want her to be able to dominate in the post, you know, call for the ball. Because Charlene just left the WNBA, right? So she had a, a mindset for what she just left. And I'm I'm taking this in. I'm like, okay, to run the ball. And they can finish around the rim. Okay, okay, okay. First game I go to, coach, boom, this young lady from New York. Killing it, running the floor, posting up, bam, finishing around the rim. I'm like, man, this is easy. I just found the kid the coach was talking about. So I call her up on the phone. I'm like, coach, I found that kid. And she's like, well, who is it? I said, it's uh, Tina Charles. She said, coach, good job. She's going to UConn. And I said, dang, you know, so uh, I'll never forget that. You know, I thought how easy this was going to be. But then I soon learned how you got to, you know, find the mid-major kid and then uh, you know, who I could get at Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is the smallest division one school in the country. Uh, I did a good job with that. Then I get a chance at Georgia tech and work for Michelle, uh, 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 Joseph, who is awesome because the academic demands at Georgia tech are like no other. Uh, and for her and be a part of her staff where we had six straight NCAA tournament appearances, uh, was awesome, but you had to find a young women that could fit that mold at Georgia tech. So, you know, again, my advice is, you know, stay hungry. When the opportunity presents itself, kick that door open and then more things will be thrown on your plate. But then also realize, you know what, you're not you're going to make mistakes, learn to laugh from them and move on. And then if you have a good perspective, it's funny how life can take you in a different direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, coach, we're going to take a quick 60 second break and then we're going to talk about your your current spot there. Uh, Mississippi State in old Stark Vegas. Uh, so we'll be we'll be right back. Want to get away for the best vacation ever? Consider a group trip, whether a cruise or an all-inclusive resort. Let Toes in the Sand Travel help you get there. There are some amazing perks for group cruisers. Trust us, we do one almost every year, and we help so many of our friends as well. For a trip of a lifetime, give us a call. You can message me on Facebook at Kimberly Tanner Canova, or you can find our Facebook page, Toes in the Sand Travel, but be sure it's the one that has our smiling faces on there. Just reach out. We'll help you. Hey, honey, will you get packed? We got a cruise ship waiting on us now. <laughs> Let's go. All right, we're back with the first-year head coach, Sam Purcell, at Mississippi State. Uh, so so Coach Purcell has, has worked with some amazing people, uh, and I've had a chance now to to meet him and meet his staff, and and really was impressed with the with the group that he's put together. If you don't mind, Coach, before we start talking about your players, let's talk a little bit about your staff that uh, that you put together there at Mississippi State. Yeah, so I wanted a diverse staff. I wanted a staff where we're not all alike. All right, because as as you build a team, because again, I'm not building great individuals. I'm gonna build great individuals that make a team, but my staff has to be able to pour into the young women. I have, and, and I need different personalities that bring on different skill sets. So first and foremost, 
being the head coach of Mississippi State, I got to take care of home. I got to take care of Mississippi, okay? And who better than Muriel Page, who played here, who's one of the best female players to ever come from here, played in the SEC, has family from here, but then most importantly went on to go and, and play great in the WNBA for the Washington Mystics. So I was able to call her, and she was excited about coming home. So that was huge. Uh, and then I got Corey Irvin from Chicago, all right, because the beautiful thing about taking over this program is we're a national brand. From what Vic put this thing on the map with back-to-back -back Final Fours and what Sharon did way back in the day uh, with LaToya and Tam White, like there's been some big-time ballers who've come from here. So I wanted somebody that could help me stretch our recruiting radius. So Corey checks that for me. I also love Corey because she's a mom. She has a great spirit about her. Uh, and then also I asked Corey when I hired, I said, Corey, I know a lot of great things about you, but what's maybe one thing I don't? And she said, I love to write. And I was like, for real? And she's like, yeah, I actually like one day want to publish a book. I said, well, why don't we start something cool for like recruiting and call it Corey's Corner, where we have a once a month, like behind the scene thing that she writes on that is great perspective for uh, our recruits and our parents recruits just to get a, a behind the scene look besides, you know, me as the head coach, uh, which I love. And then I got a rising star, right? I got a hungry guy that is willing to, you know, beat the path, uh, absolutely crushes the phones, brings great energy at practice. Cause that's one thing I take pride in, but now that I'm a head coach, I gotta, I gotta back it up a little bit. I can't be that high energy assistant. So I need somebody to replace me and, and what I'm about, but that way we can work off each other. And it's Gabe Lasso. Yeah. Uh, and this is the cool thing about podcasts for any high school coach out there. Um, relationships matter. All right. So Corey, I hired Corey because I recruited, she was actually a high school coach at Whitney Young back in the day before she became an assistant. I knew Corey because I was recruiting a player off of her team. I didn't get her, but getting to know Corey and what she's about her heart and how hard she worked is why she was on my list now that I'm a head coach and I hired Corey. Yeah. Gabe Lazo was a high school coach in Miami. All right. He was helping me. I called him because they said, this guy works really hard. He knows everybody. So I would call him for players in that area. He would always send me out, coach, this is a kid you need on your radar. He then goes to be an AAU coach. All right. Then he gets an opportunity to be at a small division one school and works his way up the ladder. So he's at a mid-major. So that previous relationship, I knew his work ethic way back when. Um, and so then given the opportunity to be the head coach uh, was a no-brainer. Uh, so I hired him. And then last but not least, there's no ego for me as a head coach. I'm a first-time elephant in the room, right? It's out there. But I'm also not stupid. So I needed somebody on my staff where, yes, I'm confident for my nine years with Jeff Walls right, that he led me to the championship behavior and how to put a team together. But there's also some things I might overlook that I don't need to in my year one. So I was fortunate to get Joy Williams, all right, a former head coach, someone with Southeast ties who's well-respected. Uh, she coached USA basketball, and most importantly, she coached in the WNBA. So for her, she's at a point in her life where she still loves the game, wants to be a part and wants to mentor not only me, but my assistants who I want one day to be future head coaches. So those people are huge. And then last but not least is my director of basketball operations. All right. Is Jimmy 
I call them the juice. Okay. <laughs> because Jimmy, again, relationships are everything. Uh, I don't know how much time I'm telling a bunch of stories, coach. That's right? good. I'm, good. Okay. So this is how I hired, we hired Jimmy. Me and Jeff Walls go to a high school game for Megan Walker. All right. Who Megan Walker, this is before she committed to UConn, was number one player in the country. We're there 30 minutes before the game, and there's this guy on the bench, and he's just working, working. And we're there to watch warm-ups, but me and Jeff kept knocking each other going, man, you see this kid over there? Like, look how hard that dude works. Like, you can admire people who work hard. And we're like, man, who is that guy? And so after the game, we go to the high school coach, and she's like, man, what do you think about Megan? And we're like, we're not here for talking about Megan. We're about who's that kid that you got on your bench down there who's working his butt off? He's unbelievable. They're like, Jimmy? And we're like, yeah. We're like, yeah, he's graduating this year. He wants to get into athletics. And Jeff said, well, shoot, I don't know what's going to happen with Megan Walker, you know, but, hey, I'll hire Jimmy. And she was like, for real? And he's like, yeah, tell, tell him to call me. If Megan goes somewhere else, I'll take Jimmy. And she was like, okay. And so Jimmy gets on the phone with us, and we were, he was like, are you kidding me? We're like, no, Jimmy, we watched how hard you worked, and you're passionate. Those are people we want in our program. And again, that's what makes Jeff Wall so successful is because no job's too small and no job's too big. Yeah. And he understood everybody in our program brings value. And Jimmy was going to be a part of that. And so he was a student, worked his way up four years, unbelievable work ethic. He gets done. I'm still at Louisville. He goes to Wake Forest, then goes to Virginia. And again, it's funny how God works. And timing, Virginia makes a change in coaching staff. Jimmy's available, and I get named the head coach of Mississippi State. So I said, Jimmy, you coming with me? And he was like, heck yeah, let's go. <laughs> so he joins my staff, and, I mean, he, 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 he runs this thing. He keeps me balanced. And then last but not least, uh, I have a young video coordinator who is awesome. He was an assistant at North Texas, uh, Kelby Jones. Uh, he wants to be back at the Power Five and SEC. And so for him to be willing to leave an assistant coach role and come back as a video coordinator because he's hungry for this level, uh, it's huge for me. It makes me a better coach. So that's my staff, man. Yeah, and I, I had a chance to meet every single one of them. And uh, and we're re- really, really impressed with the whole group. And, and so I think you, you do it. I'm, I, I will tell you, I've got uh, – uh, uh, one of my former players, she just graduated. She'll be uh, on the track team at Samford, uh, but her parents are big Mississippi State people, and they drive up often. So I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to hop in with a, with a, in a car with them and come see you guys a couple times this year for sure. Uh, but look, uh, we, got, we got about eight minutes left, and so uh, before we wrap, I want you to talk about your team now. They, uh, I'm excited about them. I got a chance to see them a little bit, and I know you're excited about them. So, so tell us a little bit about what we can expect from your, from your squad this year. Well, I'm going to go uh, bottom up, okay? So let's start with my freshman, Debrisha Poe, all right? I'm not, I could say that name over and over again because, first of all, the young lady's from Mississippi. I didn't sign her, so first thing when I got the job, I went to her home immediately to make sure I could keep her. <laughs> and what a great person and what a great family. She is blue collar. She is everything about the state of Mississippi where she has been slept on, but she ain't going to be slept on no more. All right. I'm going to tell you right now, she works hard. I'm expecting a great freshman year from her um, and big things to come. All right. If that's the bottom coach. Holy mackerel. <laughs> I know. Let's go. Hey, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. You know, a lot of people tell me, I oh, don't overhype it. Why? If you believe in your kids and you believe what you got, why not? Right. You know, obviously we got to put in the word, but, 
I think I think we could surprise some people this year. And I'm not afraid to say that, um, but we got to put in the work. Um, but then you move up and then you look at the returners. Uh, Kayla Jordan. Oh, my gosh, man, can can go. Uh, fortunate to you know bring her back uh, along with Annie Hayes. All right. I call her bye bye or ooh wee because <laughs> she's got speed that you can't guard. All right. She's going to blow by you. Uh, the return of Jessica Carter, my post player, who the media just named her and Annie, you know, second team, all SEC. So uh, fortunate to inherit some really good players. Danae Carter uh, tore ACL. She was a freshman last year and started from Philadelphia. Uh, so she's trying to recover and come back. Um, so immediately, just some of the returners, uh, just truly blessed. And then you look, uh, you know, the portal. A lot of negative publicity is out there, the transfer portal. And this is where I tell people, the transfer portal can help you or it can hurt you. Yep. It helped me because obviously I inherited a program that didn't only had, what, seven players when I took the job. And so I was able to sign, uh, you know, eight kids. And I only, used, I only had one official visit, coach. All of it, again, is our relationship. Two of them came with me from Louisville because nothing against Louisville, but they wanted a bigger opportunity. Yeah. Jeff's done such a great job and had so has so many good players. They just wanted to join. And Jeff was great. He was like, listen, he knew what they wanted and knew what he cared about. He told me, you two should go with Sam because you can get a bigger role. And it'd be unfair for me to be selfish just to keep you in with how much talent you have. Because COVID changed the game in the women's game. COVID gave kids the opportunity to come back where it didn't weed out to balance rosters. So for this year, I benefited from that. Yeah. Courtney Weber from Florida State. I recruited her at Louisville, coach. She dropped me. She said, I'm going to Florida State. I get the head coach job at Mississippi State. She said, Coach, I ain't going to do it again. I want to come with you. Yes. All right. And I said, let's go. And then uh, Ajanae Johnson, all right, Gabe was uh, in his conference uh, from St. Bonaventures. All right. He knew this kid and was like, Coach, this kid, go. She was in the portal. He's like, Coach, I watched her. She was my scout. She, she's 18 points a game. So we got her to come to SEC, and she's been playing awesome. So those are just a few uh, of the players. I'm trying to make sure I don't leave anybody out because I don't have the roster in front of me. But I'm 10, 11 deep uh, where we're going to get after it. And I told them the worst thing they did was name me the head coach of Mississippi State because I'm a dog. I'm an <laughs> underdog. And I got a bunch of players who are underdogs too. So let's see if we can't be one great team and let's shock the world together and our motto has been, why not us? People put narratives and, and, and stories out there that they should be the best. But I tell them that only fuels me. That only should motivate you because that should make our workouts go harder because they ain't talking about you. All right. But they hopefully will be talking about us at the end of the year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, coach, man, it, again, it was a pleasure to get to meet you last week. It was a joy to get to spend 30 minutes or so with you here. I wish you nothing but success, and uh, by all means, man, if, you, if you're down here on the coast, don't hesitate to reach out, uh, but uh, looking forward to watching you guys play and looking forward to, uh, to to chatting it up again next time we get a chance. No, I appreciate it, man. It speaks volumes to you for doing this. I appreciate the platform, and then for all the listeners, again, uh, I'm that coach where you can call me, you can come to a practice. Again, I'm here because other people gave in to me, and, and it's my responsibility to do it for the next generation. So don't 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 hesitate to reach out if you have the opportunity. Hey, thanks so much, Coach, and uh, we'll 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 chat again real soon. All right, thanks, man.
that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A big thank you to everyone who has continued to make this podcast become so popular. Please continue to share with your friends and colleagues. And when you have time, please take a minute to give it a five-star rating. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.